Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at the Condo Expert on the Hayes FM. And we're speaking to Francine, a condo owner here in Mississauga. And you talk about trials and tribulations relating to all of the situations that she's experienced just after being a condo owner for one year. My goodness, Francine. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm floored. I guess the problem that we're finding with, with all of this is, is that, I mean, where we broke off with it all... The bottom line is, is how does the condo owner protect their own investment when you have all these kind of things that are happening within a building? It's almost impossible. If you are on the outs of the in crowd, you don't have any form of protecting your investment. Your, your voice is taken away from you because majority rules. And if that majority is blindly following the words and the smear campaigns of corrupt, you know, people who are corrupt, you don't have a voice. It's funny because uh, the voice, uh, apathy and fear in troubled community. As you know right now, I mean, that's how we met. The um, Condo Owners Association, which I founded in March of 2010, was to create a voice yes. for condo owners across the province and have different divisions all across the different municip- municipalities. So today, I mean, Coa, Mississauga here right in our city. What we're finding is, is that, you know, we need to educate the ministry. We need to educate the municipalities because it's amazing on how little information that they have mm-hmm. with respect to the operations of condominiums and the troubling problems and so on, mm-hmm. even though we have a condo act, even though the condo act is 14 years old, the problem is, is that, think about that, we're, we're over a decade, the condo act is over a decade late with, with updating, mm-hmm. and we're re-educating where the problems are. So does that mean that there has been any degree of education in the last 14 years? Or did, was it just put in place, set aside, and crossing our fingers to hope that these board of directors are doing what they should be doing? And or are we opening the door to people like this one director who's gone about his own business to create a smear campaign against the other board members? Mm-hmm. Why do they do it? Power. I've been privy to some emails, email exchanges, and this man is all about power. He feels that he is the only one that can run that building and that he only needs assistance from one other person. That's it. So you've got five board members or three? Five. You've got five. So so if you think about five, that means two are there for decoration. Mm-hmm. Three carry a majority vote. Yes. So that means he's got, now is he now, is he the president of the board or is he no, uh, a no, director? No, he's behind the scenes. Oh, so he's, he doesn't want to sit in the seat. That's right. Oh, okay. But he's okay. running things from behind. You could see his stamp on everything. Now, just so you know, our board did get voted out. And the new board quickly put in, there was no transition period. They, you know, locks were changed. There was no discussion as to what was on deck as far as, you know, condo business and what was coming up. They just took over and that was it. There's no exchange of documents. 
So they had, okay, so they had a special requisition yes, meeting. Yes, yes. And at the special rec- requisition meeting, yes. they actually got majority of N- the entire building. Not really, because some proxies that were invalid. Are forged. They were invalid due to arrears. Arrears, and the of chair, course, yes, you who can't. happens to be their lawyer, mm-hmm. she manipulated it so that she became chair of the meeting, and she made it clear that her decisions could only be challenged in a court of law. And she decided that the 15 proxies that were invalid were valid, and some of those proxies were to her. But I don't, your kid, oh my God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have to have over 50% plus yeah. one. Yes. Right. Well, those proxies made the difference. It made the difference by the old board going out and the new board coming in. You know, one of the, the um, this items is, that... It's being challenged in court. Well, one item that we've put on the table right now to mm-hmm. the ministry is the forgery of proxies. Mm-hmm. It is it is a criminal act. They yes. are forging. The, the problem of forging... <laughs> I'll give you an example. In that meeting that I was at the AGM, there was only 32 people in the audience. Mm-hmm. That's it. 32 owners. Yeah. 62 proxies showed up. Yes. I was on that board for five years. We never saw any more than 35 proxies ever, ever. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, 62 showed up. Now I requisitioned the proxies because I wanted to see them. Mm-hmm. Because don't forget, no matter what happened in the vote of that room, didn't matter because the proxies overrode the vote. Yes. So it was already pre-planned before the yes. meeting even got started. Yes. So when I, you'll love this one, when I requisitioned, when I had my lawyer requisition the corporation lawyer mm-hmm. and request to see these proxies, okay, he wrote back to me, which is a letter I'm going to be showing to the Ministry of Consumer Services on the Condo Act Review stating that I would have to pay a small fee for each page of the proxy. That's fine. It was 50 cents a page, I believe. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, okay, they would have to take out the unit number, mm-hmm. the unit name owner, the owner's name, and the signature. And the only thing I could possibly see on this is going to be the X. Yes. And the proxy form was in non-compliance to the Condo Act. So where exactly, this condo corporation lawyer, who does he work for? Mm -hmm. You know, like a condo corporation lawyer, you know, we've had this issue. We've had this in discussions as well. The auditor is appointed by the corporation. Okay, not hired by the board. The condo lawyer is hired, contracted, salary paid by the board. So who's representing who? Where's the condo owners? Exactly. Unbelievable. So, so carry on not to, you know, Francine, we have so much alike. It's like in common about this whole situation. It's just mind boggling. Well, part of their platform was to scare people that we were going to end up paying massive special assessment fees. And they discredited some of the stuff they've I mean, the spear campaign has continued even after they took everything that's at wrong is all blamed on the former board. It's been months now, and it's still everything is the former board's fault. So what they did within a couple, like less than a couple of months, on the 28th of the month, we all received a notice that there's a special assessment. 
Oh, wow. This is after they took over and telling people there would be, you know, that the other, the former board was going to, which there had been no plans to do so. And so all of a sudden we've got a special assessment based on nothing. And how much is it per month? They asked for almost 1400 for the first month on top of your regular maintenance fees. And our maintenance fees are close to 700 a month. So they, they asked for this on the 28th of one month to be paid on the first of the following month. So they and didn't even give you proper time period no, to pay for it. No. And then they turn around and wanted additional monies paid for the next five months. And again, it was double what your maintenance fee is. Well, how would they expect? And you know, the sad part is, is according to law, the condo corporation can issue liens against properties. They can uh, go ahead under powers of sales based on the number one position, which is actually corporation maintenance fees. It's not taxes. It's not first mortgage. It's actually maintenance fees. And I have been, I have paid my maintenance fees on time every month. Mm -hmm. The special assessment that they've launched, they have not provided all they've said is the former board has gotten us into financial trouble and now we have to do this in order to get out. But they don't offer any proof. They, they did not use a reserve fund study. They canceled the reserve fund study that the previous board had started and it was in the final draft stages and they canceled it. But they have to. But there's another thing. They, According they to the Condo one. Act... Well, according to the Condo Act, they have to have a study every three years. Exactly. And so now they've got a study underway, their own study. They canceled the one that was already... already. So that's wasted money down the drain. That's exactly wasted money. So they base this asset. They they claim they have no documents from the previous property management, previous board, and yet then they turn around and claim in the same breath that it's based on these documents that they have to raise them. So they they launched a special assessment, right, m- right, many thousands, and right. then they turn around and raise the maintenance fee up as well. So how many? I'm curious. So how many changes have gone in the building? Like in other words. Is they the security- fired all the contractors. Okay, that's that's the key. Okay, that's the key yep. right there. Okay, that is important. They fired everybody. Um, if they fired everybody, they're going to negotiate new contracts. Yep. And, and you know, and they we, did. Okay, we've put this on the table. the The question that we've raised to the ministry is this: When a board comes in, okay, this is very suspicious because when new boards come in, there's no reason for them to be changing all the contracts. If the mm-hmm. contracts were in place, then what you're supposed to do is get three quotes to make sure that they're going to be the same kind of work as far as the financial package of it would be similar, the services would be similar, and so on and so on. But when they're changing, the question now is, is how does a condo owner, the corporation, know if the contract is stating $120,000 that it's actually worth one hundred and twenty, or was it worth? It's a hundred thousand dollar contract, but they're just writing up the paperwork at one twenty. You know, there could be all sorts of embezzlement and fraud and everything yeah. else going with these condo corporations. Especially, we're going back to the same thing. Why? Why does somebody go through such great lengths? Power and control. What people fail to but realize, but power could could get money. I mean, yeah. they could actually. It's it's like that Mahmud Khan. I mean, that those condo corporations of channel management, mm-hmm. they literally the uh, board of directors, they literally gave signing authority to a property management company. 
Well, ours gave signing authority to a man that appears to be unemployed and who, by his own word, lost thousands of dollars for because he he I don't I don't want to. But just yes. just to, just to say that this person, ha- he wasn't even elected. He was brought in after he was brought in. Afterwards. Yeah, he was one of the rabble rousers and he was brought in afterwards. My point is that people look at their maintenance fees and thinks that's mm-hmm. their only investment. They're not looking at the big picture that there are thousands and thousands of dollars coming into this corporation every month. In our case, maybe seventy-five, eighty thousand $80,000 a month in mm-hmm. maintenance fees, right? Right, right. You know, you have somebody controlling the spending of this, controlling where it's going. But well, what what if they don't what if they don't have any financial sense? Well, that's the problem. It's like a you huge had problem. you had see the thing is is that education. Yes. Okay. Condo directors, they need some degree of an education process relating to condominiums. I know that the Condo Owners Association is formulating an education process. Mm-hmm. We are presenting it to the provincial government. But the important part about it is, is you're absolutely right. I mean, if you have directors with good communication skills and diplomacy, Mm -hmm. good business, financial sense, handling large sums of money, Mm -hmm. and uh, be able to interact with the people. And and, to prove that they're capable of handling large sums of money. And be fair, be honest, integrity, trustworthy, and so on. You know, so I guess, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, is you've given this you know, $80 million condo building with probably a $1.5 million budget and you've turned it over to people. And especially if anybody's been in charge of smear campaigns, Mm -hmm. you'd have to think twice about that one. Oh, yeah. It's ugly and it leaves a really nasty taste in my mouth. Like I've been there a year and I have not yet been able to say this is my home because of all of this this stuff going on. You know, it's interesting that when I first went into that building, everybody was friendly. Everybody was good morning, good afternoon, greeting you in the elevator. And that has changed. Everybody looks at everybody suspiciously. And I have to say that the people that they recruited for their side, they know who they are. Oh, for sure. They know each other. They know their team. People on the outside, they don't know who's with them, who agrees with them, who's not happy with what's going on. You're almost afraid to talk to other people because what if you say something to them and then they run back and next thing you know, you have a problem. It's already happened. So then you have a problem. Yeah. 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 It's already happened. And my big thing is people have made this investment, this big major investment of over $100,000, right? Exactly. Mine was more than that because I came in later. I didn't buy in, you know, 20 years ago, but I came in later. My mortgage now is more than what my property would sell for right now. Well, and that, that took less than a year. So the equity in my home just disappeared through this. Well, see, this is the key point. I had done a huge PowerPoint how we presented to the Ministry of Consumer Services, Minister Best, actually, a number of months ago. And it basically itemized and it showed without a doubt that when the maintenance fees are increasing, the value of the building decreases. Yes. The other problem is, is we lose tax dollars. 
because if the building value is decreasing, the Municipal Property Assessment Corporation, mm -hmm. they determine the tax base on value. Right. So you have the same mill rate, but you know, your value tax base is different. Right. So in actual fact, when, you know, when our whole province and the municipalities are crying for money, because we don't have a proper condo act with good governance and transparency and, and even to some degree, we should have fines. We should have fines for board of directors who do not comply knowingly to the condo act. Yes. I mean, yes. we have a, you know, we have a traffic act. If you're on the road speeding, what happens? Exactly. You know? And the other thing is that the condo act, and I'm getting to know it, mm -hmm. can be interpreted so many different ways. Oh, that's another story. And Absolutely. That, and, and this is, this is, you know, and this other guy, he was spouting the condo act left, right, and center, you know, and using it and manipulating it to prove his point to show, you know, but not referencing well elsewhere in the act, it says this, which kind of balances out where it says that, or yeah, mm -hmm. it says this, but the next clause says, on the other hand, not on the other hand, but you need to also do this. Exactly. Well, the Condo Act is written in, in so many different legal terminologies. Mm -hmm. um, I work in a law firm. Exactly. And so Wow. Yeah, it's all upside down this way, that. I mean, whether even lawyers can understand it one way, individuals, uh, you know, we have a multicultural society here, mm -hmm. whether or not anybody would ever be able to totally, truly understand it and would, you know that would be challenging. The multicultural society, unfortunately, in my building, English is not the first language for many of the residents. And th there's so much fear. You know, we've had liens registered on our properties for those of us who are challenging the special assessment. I have no problem paying a special assessment if you can tell me what you're doing with the money, if you can tell me why, for like in clear terms and prove it. Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree in with this you. case, they didn't. And so we're challenging that in court. But in the meantime, they're send, you know, sending threatening letters. And now we've got liens registered on our property. We are now getting uh, letters from banks telling us, whoa, you're supposed to do this. And now, you know, your, your property is subject to power of sale. Where's the support? That's another part where there's a huge hole in the condo act. Oh, the time. power of the control is a huge hole. I just so got we'll, a letter telling me I have 21 days or they're starting power of sale proceedings. Exactly. Holy crap. Over a, th a couple thousand dollars, they can, they can just take my home away. And then they can add on the legal fees that yes. are being applied to your yes. unit as an additional. So now you've got two whammies hitting you. We're going yeah. to talk a little bit more about liens and the power of the board of directors in these kind of cases. Linda Pinizzato, the condo expert here on the Hayes FM, will be right back. Please stay tuned.